not even on. You are on, James. Okay. It's turned on. All right. Look at. Did you do this? It was like that when I found it. Look at that. That's so cleaned up. It got coiled around the microphone. Oh. I don't know who did that. That's weird. All right. Well, I don't know. A microphone fairy did it. Wow, man. It's it's been a dog's age. It's been it's been a real it's been a dog's years. A real dog's age. <laughs> It's been a leap year since we've done this. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Action Features. Yeah, we've been gone for a little bit. It's tough to work out our schedules right now. It's busy times. It was a lot easier you know? when we worked in the same building. It was a lot easier every day. then. But now it's we have different schedules, and we get busy, and hey, we do our best. Hey, we get busy. Sometimes our best isn't good enough. This time it was. This time it was. This time it was. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, but I have very few things written down. I have no idea what episode number this is. I've got nothing written down myself. Um, really, you didn't write anything down. You have one thing. You have you have what? You didn't even need to write that down. I just wrote that it down. That was a waste of paper. I wrote right it just there. now. I'm hoping other things. You wrote come down to five me. letters. I'm hoping, I'm hoping other things come to me. I got. I gotta say, I look. I looked at. I got this. I look at the toy sites. I look at the news cycle. Yeah. There is not anything I want to talk about. There's very few things that there's, I see that I want to talk about. Oh, what a new! There's a new Ninja Turtle yeah. line. Okay. Well, I feel like we're really, really beating a dead horse here. Not me and you, but for sure, as you know, an industry of toy makers yeah. and entertainment, it's like that. Like it's, I said, the same, same old, same, same old. five things over and over again, and then a bunch of Japanese stuff. I did notice as I looked at the list of things that I wrote down. Almost every single thing is a callback to something from the past that I want to talk about. That's what we should be doing anyway. Yeah. It's not so much that I want to talk about new things. It's that I want to talk about a way of presenting old things. Okay. So that's kind of the theme of the episode. It's, you know, what's old is new again. Mm. You know? Mm. That kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. Oh, before I forget here. What's this? Remember I didn't get you a birthday gift? I remember that. It passed up. I do remember that. And then I, it, it didn't occur to me that I, I could, don't care about that, though. I know, I know. Yeah. But it didn't occur to me that you could do what women do, and you could bake somebody a gift. Oh, I know what you've got in there. you got some more of that jerky. That's a whole batch. This is all mine? That's this a whole is, batch. I can have all this. You don't know how hard it was hey. for me to not eat that. Thanks, buddy. It's a different flavor, though, than what I normally oh, have. It's a new flavor. This. I'll do that. It's a new flavor. Oh, it smells delicious. It is. It's, it is. What is that flavor? You'll never know. It smells really good, man. Yeah. It reminds me of almost like a Chinese food smell. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's really like, good. It's like a zesty... It smells um, really good. This is kind of chewy. I don't want to do it on the, the show. No, but it won't He makes anybody. this... Uh, Mike makes this meatless jerky. Yeah. That's astounding. Yeah. It's so good. It will astound you. Uh, there was that one day where you got me that one packet of it. And I said, I'm just going to open this up. I'm going to have a little piece today. I'll yeah. save it. I ate the whole thing. Yeah, it, it was just all it's gone. It's hard to eat. Hard to make. Thanks, to dude. This is yeah. much better than a trinket. Uh, a trinket. It's a bauble. Trinkets come and go. Yeah. But food is forever. This is forever. Yeah. This will last me forever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you want to launch into your one thing or me starting my stuff? Uh, well, we better pe- we better peck away at your things, yeah. I guess. Better peck our way at <laughs> Uh, okay, so I've discovered this new YouTube channel. Um, uh, well, first of all, clownpenis.fart. You got it. That's the. Um, so Nick had been telling me about this un- sort of independent underground comic thing that he checks out called Hip Hop Family Tree by Ed Pisker, who you know takes real hip hop artists and does like this comic. Okay. And his art style was really interesting. I really like it. 
um, when, when Nick was showing me the different things of it, I was like, oh, he's got a really interesting style, but that's not really, I don't care about music. Yeah. So the subject material was kind of like, ah, it's not something I'm interested in, even though this art is really neat. Um, well, he ended up doing this X-Men series called X-Men Grand Design at Pisker did. Hmm. And he did them in, in, there's three different like little stories. They're two issues each, but they're really big stories. And he basically takes all of the X-Men history and boils it down into one one cohesive story oh. as if it was a grand design. Like all these stories were meant to link together. Oh. It's a really neat idea cool. and it's, this it's is intense. In, is independent? This is uh, kind of fan fiction? or is this No, he, it's for Marvel. Oh, okay. Like he was doing his own thing, his hip-hop family tree. And I don't know how it got presented to Marvel or how it all came to be, but he got to do these okay. X-Men Grand Designs. So it was X-Men Grand Design and then X-Men Grand Design Second Genesis and then X-Men Grand Design uh, Extinction. And it follows through the history of X-Men from, like, the original stories all the way through, like, the Jim Lee era. And it makes it so it seems like everything was tied together. Um, and just the amount of art he put into it. Because a lot of pages he was – I've watched, uh, like, different things of him now doing the art and talking about it. Where one full page, he could have done actually four pages of art to make one page of the comic where it's shrunk down and like he does a full panel on a page and then shrinks it down into the book. So he gets it filled with all this detail. Mm. Um, really neat stuff, man. And the story itself is really just genius hmm. to tie it all together the way he did it. So he does this podcast, him and Jim Rugg, who's another cartoonist. Um, and one of the cool things, it's called Cartoonist Kayfabe. It's not called sweep it under, Swept Under the Rug? No, it's not called Swept It Under the Rug. Hmm. No, because Jim... I get it, because Jim Rug. That would be a good title, yeah, wouldn't it? would be it? a good title. It would be good. Okay. Uh, so, one of the cool things they do, and we're totally swiping this. You and I are going to swipe this idea. Okay. They take old... On their YouTube podcast, they've been going through every issue of Wizard, like from the first issue, okay. and going through it like by article by article and like breaking down... Where this like thing led, so like here's an article saying there's this new thing called image coming and seeing the inklings of that and showing like uh, Jim Shooter goes to Valiant and then talking about what happens to him after he does this and looking at it through the eyes of then, but you know what the future will hold yeah. for all these different things that happen and watching you can see the market crash happening for comics and you could see the announcement of movies that didn't end up going anywhere and all this cool things in these old wizards. And they did it with hero illustrated too, which you and I are big fans yes. of hero illustrated. I always preferred hero to wizard. I, I did too a lot. Um, so they did the first issue of hero illustrated and it was so cool seeing it. And they're like, Oh man, I remember this. And I remember that. So we should do it, but with like, not just copying them and doing Wizard or Hero. Maybe doing a Hero because we both love Hero so much. But maybe Toy Fair issues or maybe mm. a Lee's Toy Review or a Tomarts or... Um, Beckett's uh, Sports... Some sports, sports guides. Cards. Sportsman guides. Yeah. Uh, I just think it would be a fun thing to go back and look at some of these things and see where they went. What if we did a, a segment on the show? What if we do a... That'd be fun. We're thinking out loud now where we do like periodical time and yeah. it's just... Periodical period, and it's just a we grab an old magazine and we pick out an article and we we'll talk about that article and where it went and stuff like that. I think it'd be fun. That could be fun. So, but I love listening to it. It's really cool, and especially since they're kind of on the inside of the industry. Yeah. Um, and I was reading these wizards at the same time they were, and it's just this cool frame of reference to it takes you back to that time yeah. of what was happening then with comics and the image explosion and all that stuff. Um, 
it's really cool, but I highly recommend it if you're into comics and you've been into comics for a long time. Cartoonist Kayfabe. It's really good. Kayfabe? Kayfabe is like a wrestling term okay. where you get like the – Kayfabe is um, – I, I can't remember which one's a shoot or Kayfabe. I think Kayfabe is where you keep up the act or something like that. Okay. And shoot is where you get the real story. I can't remember. It's like, it's like a wrestling term. Hey, if you guys are listening, um, the people – if you're listening, the cartoonist Kayfabe. Yeah. Think about changing your name to Swept Under the Rug. Swept Under the Rug. Jim Rug. Jim Rug and Ed Pisker. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, it it's was easy really to good, remember. man. It's really yeah, good. Okay. I, you would probably dig it. You'd probably like hey, it. Hey, I would dig it. You should watch the Hero Illustrated one. I remember reading the Hero Illustrated. Heck yeah, man. Uh, and there was an article about the X-Men movie. This was years before yeah. it came out. They were yeah, trying man. to, people were wishing. It, there's there's so many of those. Yeah. There's so many of those. Um, there was one, there was a whole article in Wizard about the Fantastic Four movie. Being made at the time, which we know where how that went, you know, like and never got released. Yeah. And there were things in the article like they're talking about this movie will get released or something like that, and it still has not been released. Um, and there was there, there was something else I was going to tell you about that. I still think they there. should put that as a bonus feature. Oh, for sure. On the whatever sure. whatever Fantastic Four DVD. That yeah, it totally do. should be out there. Come on. Um, there was a uh, the, the one of the neat things too is you know over the year as the years have gone by, people know more and more about how Garib Sheamus was running Wizard, and kind of like they had their their fingers in the pie, maybe, mm. where you would see, oh, here's a giant article about this weird comic that n- ended up nobody caring about, but then it's followed by f- a five-page ad. So it's almost like they paid for the advertising dollars, but as a bonus, you get this article where we say your book's going to be super hot or something. I see. And it was, it was kind of telling where you could kind of see where, wh- I didn't know it at the time reading it, that Wizard was basically had their you know had their cake and ate it too, where they were kind of going promoting these books, but they were getting a little bit of kickback yeah. for doing these certain things. Whereas you're trying to read it as a as a reader, you're thinking they're impartial, but it became more and more clear that they're not really impartial, and they were probably getting a little kickback That's here and there. Um, and then reading Hero, and they were showing all the similarities between the things that Hero was doing and what Wizard did. And a lot of times I enjoyed the way Hero did it more, but it really was kind of a carbon copy of yeah. what Wizard was doing. Yeah, for but sure. It sometimes it was presented better and a little more enjoyable. That's what I thought. It seemed to have more... I don't know if it was more pictures or they just covered more ground or something. The they size had, of it, too. They had custom corners. Yeah. Like, that was the first place I saw custom action figures. Yeah, those and, were fun, man. Yeah. Uh, the size was better. It was bigger. It was like a magazine yeah, size, yeah. whereas Wizard was still trying to kind of be in the comic book size, but thicker. Hmm. Um, yeah. Fun stuff, man. Really fun You should pick those up at Kroger. Yeah, me too, dude. Hero Illustrator at Kroger. Kroger. Yeah, Kroger. That's when they used to have a great selection of comics. Yeah. and That's where I got that Black Venom, or the, the rare error Black Venom comic. Uh, I found it at Kroger and ended up flipping it for like... 400 bucks worth of stuff or something wow. as a kid. Yeah, it was good. Um, all right, you mean keep going on mine? Yeah, you do a couple things. Okay, here's another thing that I want to talk to you about. Um, since we're on the subject of comics right now, I went to the Cincinnati Comic Expo this past weekend. Did you, have you seen any comics there? I did see a couple of comics. Stand-up comics? No, none of those. Shoot. Well, they were, st- they were standing up on shelves. That counts. That counts. Okay. So I go to this show every year. Um... It's the local show here. It's gotten bigger every year. It's like a real comic did, convention. Did you go through uh, for work? Did you help out the comic shop? So here's, here's how it goes. The, the Queen City Comics is set up there. Toy Department sets up there, too. Okay. Um, 
we don't have a very as much of a big presence there. It's more just like, hey, you're a local shop. You almost have to be at these local shows. And so we had a small booth for the toy department just to be there and have our name yeah. out and talk to people, that kind of thing. But Queen City sets up a good size booth because it's a comic show. Yeah. So the, the comic booths, you know, if you're a local comic shop, you should be there. Um, so they're set up. And what I do every year is I cover the comic shop the Friday and the Saturday all day so all the guys from the comic shop can be there all day all day um and then sunday i go to the show i just go on sundays and saturdays are usually the madhouse day there at the show anyway and i don't like that i'm not i don't enjoy yeah the crazy crowds but usually every year at the show when i go there's a good balance of comic dealers toy dealers and celebrities you know and you know if one of them dips a little bit one of those categories dips a little bit the other ones seem to make up for it mm-hmm. so if i go and i'm like ah oh, the dealer's not that great this year but there's a lot of people here getting autographs and it seems like it still feels like a big show because they have these big guests and they have these huge crowds and lines for like stan lee or rob liefeld or you know all these these bigger names or bigger celebrity names sometimes too not just comic dudes um but this year man it was weak Really? I mean, I don't mean to insult the show, but I think across all those levels, it was a weak show. Like, the comic dealers, there were a decent amount, but the prices were really high at most booths. Jeff's Queen City was great. They they did it right. They had cheap trades. They had good back issues at good prices. Um, and then they had, like, dollar boxes and stuff. So you could have something for each level. But there were a lot of these dealers who just had key books, and they were way expensive. Um, or they just had like odd smatterings of books where it was just like, why do you even have these at a show? Um, so the comic dealers were kind of, eh, the toy dealers were just really bad this year. The hot toy lines right now are black series, star Wars or stars, black series, Marvel legends. Um, I guess some figure arts stuff and, uh, some of the new power ranger stuff's pretty hot. And it was very few and far between for those kind of things there. It was like, it felt like a lot of the people were just like, what statues do we have in our storage units? And mm-hmm. what do we have that's been sitting around and won't sell anymore um, that we can throw in this booth? Do you, is there a chance that there's any, there's fatigue? Maybe. It may be. Maybe. And then the, for the, a lot of people? The celebrities were weak too. The only people that had a crowd were a couple of people from Firefly. But even then, it seemed manageable if you really wanted them. Uh, all the rest of the celebrities didn't have anything going on. But the worst thing at the show, and my dad, you know, who goes to the show with me every year, I mean, he's he's never been heavy into this stuff, but he's always done shows with me and always taken me as a kid and goes with me as, as an adult. Um, he goes, after the show, he said, uh, they should change the name of this to, from the Cincinnati Comic Expo to the Cincinnati Craft Fair. Because mm. that's what I felt like I went to was a craft show. Because the overwhelming presence at the show was people selling the stuff they make. Uh, Whether yeah. it be the artists that are selling their proofs or the guys that are making, uh, or the girls and guys that are making jewelry, making or jewelry. stuffed goods, or here's a blanket, or here's um, these flutes I make. It was bizarre, man. Was somebody selling flutes? They though? were. They were selling these little flute things. It was bizarre, dude. Wow. And they broke up the convention. Too. Is this so a you, Lord of the Rings tie-in or something? It was or? so odd, man. <laughs> it was so odd. So when you come in, you like, here's some dealers that you hit. It's like comic dealers, the first part of the convention center. And then you're all of a sudden, you're in this sea of artist alleys, what they, used, they usually call it at a show. It's because it's artist alley. It's usually like one row 
where all the guys that are you know trying to get into a get something going, they're yeah. trying to sell you their book, or they're trying to sell you their prints. But this felt like it was the largest chunk of the show was all of this stuff. And then once you got past that, you got to another section with a couple of dealers, and then over to the side was the celebrities. So it was like, man, once you got past these first little group of comic dealers, 60% of the show, 70% of the show was stuff you didn't care about. And no offense, men, I, I, I doodle. I'm not an, an artist by any means. I know that you doodle from time to time. I doodle from time to time. Um, and I'm not saying I'm a good artist at all. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is that the people there, a lot of them just didn't have the business being there. That was my experience when I went to... Yeah. Uh, I've, I've really only been to the one comic expo, yeah. the comic show. You went to a, the Cincy Comic Con. Yeah, and I felt the same about that. Yeah. And once again, I do more art than you do, yeah. but still without any ego of my own, I thought, Oh, I, what are you doing here and how are you affording to stay here exactly. for a couple of days? Well, I, I felt it's almost a disservice to the people that are coming in because yeah. you're not, you haven't put in the, the time. You haven't practiced your craft enough to be selling people this stuff. Because a lot of times it's people that are walking through and they think you're a name because it's like their first show or something. Yeah. Or they they don't know what a, what good art looks like. They don't know yet. They're, but they see this and like, oh, a third, a $20 print of Han Solo or that you've swiped somebody else's art yeah. and done your own rendition of it that's poor and now you're selling it for 20 bucks. And some Johnny come lately that doesn't know any better just goes, yeah, I'll take that $20 print. Yeah, that's, I'll do that. That's something that bothers me. Yeah. And uh, I'd talk to some people about this is the show um doing prints of somebody else's yeah characters yeah doesn't even have to be somebody else's work and i'm not talking about selling your original artwork that's different but when you start producing a product yep that is something a property that belongs to somebody else you're you're technically i mean you're legally crossing a line yeah i i just you know but that was the majority of it, man. I just felt like like these guys are not ready to have a booth. Yeah, I guess uh, they just want you know whoever they just want their tables bought that's up, it. and so whoever that's exactly and that's kind of I felt the integrity of the show was was taken away by that. Seems like you'd want to look at it and you'd say, "You want to check them out?" And can go, we, you know, is this good enough? Is this person's booth? Is, is their stuff good enough? And I don't even know if anybody's even checking that. Like, do you? I'm sure they're when not. They're, they're getting that application to pay for this booth. They take the time to check out the person's website or what their stuff looks like or what they're selling. Or if it's just a matter of you paid for the booth, you put whatever you want. Right. And it's, man, the caliber. And I mean, no, again, I'm not an artist. And the people that were selling their stuff are way better than I am. But I'm also not at a booth selling my stuff. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have any business selling my stuff. Yeah. You could go in there and sell your stuff. You've cut your teeth and you've done the time mm. and you've put your work into your craft. Matt could go and do it. He's put the time in. He's yeah. done work on his craft. He can do it. But these guys at the show, I'm just like, man, are you just like, is this your first year where you've just started to decide that you're going to draw? Just playing around. And now you've got this booth and you're you're taking people's money for this sketch you've done based on somebody else's art and now you're making money off of it. I. I see this all the time. I might have mentioned it on here. I see uh, in these Facebook groups, there's one guy in particular who had done this a number of times. I can't remember his name or else I'd totally... Out him? Just, call, just <laughs> say it. But he was... He'd post a piece of art and he'd say, ah, here's a recreation, a tribute that I did. And it... No. You and copied somebody else's you work. You copied... <laughs> literally, mm -hmm. 
traced it. I took. You put it on a light box. I took his yeah. image and I took the original image. I found them and I sandwiched them together in Photoshop. And down the opacity, it's the exact same. Yeah. What? It's, what? It's not a recreation. That's not you a, that's not a creation, buddy. You recreated yeah. it. Yeah. And it's not special. No. He, he said it was a commission for somebody. And I thought that's somebody awful. was dumb enough See, to that's pay awful. you. You're yeah, preying that's, on somebody else's. Naivete. Na exactly. Yeah. They don't know any better. So they see you and you're, they think you're at a comic show. You must be a big name. You must be doing something. So I'll buy your $20 print because it looks really good. And then when you find out that he just copied a Jim Lee or he copied an Adam Hughes um, and then he put a different outfit on him or something. And that's now he's got your 20 bucks. Yep. And that's not right. So that, that was very disappointing for this show. And overall, I was disappointed with the show in general. It was hard to find stuff even to buy. Um, I, I don't know. And, it, you know, I, I get the, the booth badges because, you know, I'm part of Queen City. And so they would let me, since I'd worked the other two days, let me use one of the booth badges to, to go in for that day. But I still had to pay for my dad and I still had to pay for my wife. And I've talked about this on the show before. Blaze is 17 now, so the, paying for the adult ticket kind of makes sense now. But 12 and up is an adult ticket. If you can't drive yourself to the show, you're not an adult, you're not an adult ticket. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I shouldn't have to pay. Next year, if Keaton goes, he's 13, I'll have to pay $25, an adult ticket for my 13-year-old. That's insane. That's yeah. wrong. Yeah. You're taking people's money. Um, so $25 in advance for one day at a show, $35 at the door for the show, I don't think I'll do it next year. Like, I really don't. All you're paying for is the opportunity to buy some stuff. Exactly. And it's not stuff I want now. Yeah. You've brought in so many dealers of stuff that I don't want. And then I felt I've wasted most of my day being in here to walk out. I spent maybe a hundred bucks and some back issues. Uh, yeah. I just, as much as I love going to shows, it's just not, not this show anymore. It's not, it was not good, man. That's not a shame. Good. That's a real shame. Sorry, comic expo people. If you happen to be listening, crying like, shame. this is information you should take. And make a better show next year. Have a smaller venue if you can't pack it with. If you, you can't know, pack it with good stuff, and it, stuff, man, they used to pack it with great stuff. So many good dealers and comic guys and um, good celebrity guests. The layout was really good. Where if you just wanted to do the dealer area, you could just do the dealer area. If you wanted to check out the comic people, you can go over and check out the comic people. Mixing it all up and having to wade through. This is my homemade stuffs. I get just, I get the feeling. And I could be completely wrong about this, and I don't know how to check it out. But I get the feeling that it used to be those kind of things are for people like us. Yeah. Nerdy, actual yep. nerds who live this stuff. You think yeah, about man. it all the time. You're into it. You're either an artist or, or you just live it. And now it's expanded so much that every single person thinks they're going to be involved in comics because they saw the last... Two Marvel movies. Oh, I watch Big Bang Theory on TV. Oh, I love that show. I watch Young Sheldon. I watch I'm Young thinking Sheldon of, every I, episode. I'm thinking about getting into comics, too. Yeah, I can do a comic. And then they start, you know, like they think that yeah, you, got a, you got a Flash shirt. Mm -hmm. You got the Flash t-shirt, and yeah. now, you're, now you're part of this, this culture, and you're... I'm not... I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that they can't do those things. Yeah. I'm just saying that I'm wondering if really these shows, it's more of that now and it's more of people who, who aren't nerds. So they do have money to mm -hmm. buy a booth or they are thinking that they're going to 
you know. It's been it, it has been a huge change. I've been going to shows for thirty years. Like I've been going since I was a little kid, and watching the evolution of the shows and cons when the geek culture yeah. became a thing, when the Marvel movies started happening, and when as people started embrace like you said, the Big Bang Theory and all that stuff, when geek culture got embraced by the masses, that's when you started to see all of these not so good artists and all of these things that have no business being there where it was just like, Oh, this is my end. The geek culture. This is my end to be able to sell my thing. I make these, these tchotchkes and everybody loves that geek stuff. I'm going to take it to the geeks and the geeks will buy it. Um, whereas it was better when we were separated, I think where it was, it was just us. The only people that went to the shows and set up the shows were us. Like I, I hate to say the phrase, our people, but our group, the people that were into this stuff and, and were passionate about it and knew about it, that those are the people that went to the shows and set up at the shows, and it was a better time than, man, it really was. Um, and it, back then, too, it wasn't so much the almighty dollar for a lot of these comic creators, too, where it was, I see comic creators now charging for their signature. Uh, now they yeah. think they're celebrities, right. you know? like Oh, uh, well, that's another problem with... That's insanity. Culture in general, I think, is people... People do are they're after that celebrity. They're not just yeah. Well, it's not about the art, so it has to be about something. Yeah. it's about the celebrity, and it's about that's crazy to I me. I guess getting some cash. I'll I never don't know pay for comic creators' autographed unless it's a a classic classic guy that doesn't do shows and he doesn't really get much regular work nowadays. And this is the money. These shows are how he earns yeah. his money. I would pay for that, but a current guy that's doing current books, no chance. No chance am I paying for your autograph. No chance. Because nobody knows you but me. Right. Nobody knows you. Right. Other than me and our, our people, you're nothing. I talked to Chris Sprouse for about 15 minutes and didn't even know it was him. He had a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of knew it was him, yeah. but I didn't realize the art that he did yeah. until after. Yeah. He was charging 50 bucks a piece for original pages. That's a steal. That's awesome. I don't know how. And that's the day. That's back in the day, man. I wish I would have taken advantage of a lot of that stuff back then. That was free just a, sketches. That was just a few years ago. Tons but, of guys were doing free sketches. Yeah, but Chris Browse is pretty darn good. Yeah, he's great. And he would just sign anything. Mark yeah. Schultz. Can you think of a better artist than Mark Schultz? I can't. He would just sign anything you brought just up. Sign anything. Whatever. Nowadays, though, man, they know they could charge. Well, they drew, a, they drew a Pikachu once. Yep. I drew a Pikachu once on this sketch pad on this lined paper from yeah. school, I drew a Pikachu once. Yeah, I do that once. So I did that once. I guess I'm an artist. I'm yeah. kind of really into art. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of really, really into art. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. If you want to know how I know Have that. Have you ever seen a drawing? It's because I did a drawing once. I did a drawing. Check out uh, the drawings. I had a family member that wanted me to draw something for them one yeah. time, and I did it. And I, did. I also drew a Pikachu. Once or twice, I drew a Charmander. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, this Eric Sudam, I think is how you pronounce his name. He did the Marvel Zombies covers. He's like a painter guy. He got in hot water recently for taking a, a cosplayer's photo and just painting over it for one of his covers. Um, oh, boy. But, man, he was – this is a few years back when Marvel Zombies taking was the Taking was the Rob Liefeld book there. Yeah. I went up to him, and I was just looking at his booth, and I was going to get my Marvel Zombies hardcover just signed by him. because I, I liked his covers. Yeah. And I was getting my, I was looking at his booth, and I was getting my book out, and he's like, "I'm just gonna stop you right there. Um, if you're if you're trying to get something signed, signatures are twenty dollars, unless you <laughs> buy something here, and then it's an additional ten dollars or some just something of just that." Yeah. And I'm like, 
what, really? And he was like, well, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I charged for my, for my signature. Oh. So and it looks like, like and I just put my book back right in my bag and zipped it back up, and I said, well, I guess I don't need your signature. Yeah. Um, it's, it was just so You're, offensive. I think from, from knowing, you know, the few people that I know and, and talking to people, you're lucky, I think, if somebody wants your signature Exactly. On exactly. You're the lucky one that anybody gives a damn yeah. about something that you drew for a couple hundred bucks for Marvel yeah. a couple years ago or yeah, whatever. Yeah, what is or it? Even if it's you're a cover. You're still working on it. You're still yeah. doing... All you're doing is covers, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, hey, cover art's good. It's great. Uh, but I'm... But it's... The, there's It's a... It's an ingratitude. Yeah. And um, I bought this hardcover. You, you feel like you deserve something. You know, yeah. there's this give me, give me. I deserve, and you're lucky to have met me. Yeah, that's uh, it's 100% how it felt. No. It's 100% no. how it felt. And I was just like, I think I'm, like, I'm, I've already supported you. Instead like, of being great, instead issues. of being grateful that you are yeah, being paid to do your fan. artwork. You've got somebody that yeah. wants your autograph, that, that bought your stuff, that paid for your issues and bought your hardcover and all this stuff. You've got a fan right there that appreciates what you do. But instead of taking that and going, it takes me two seconds to write my name on his book. And it would mean a lot to this guy. He yeah. appreciates what I do. I appreciate him enjoying what that I, the work that I've done. It was immediately, I'm going to stop you right there. I want your 20 bucks. If you're going to, if I'm going to sign that thing for you, I want your 20 bucks. Dude. Yeah. I was just completely put off. And yeah. get that there's a gnat flying around. Yeah, I know. That's um, off putting. It is off putting. Yeah. I would have been put Terrible. off. Terrible. I was myself. totally put off. Oh. I'll never look at that guy's stuff the same way again. Never look at it again the same way. No. I was actually kinda happy when he got busted for the yeah. the whole debacle. Because I got yeah, see, that's what you get. That's what you get. That's what you get. All right, you want to throw in your thing now? Okay. I'm gonna talk about look, look, I had to do this. Uh, I saw Rambo Last Blood. I know you did. You, you know saw I did? it on the day I was at the comic convention. Yeah. Yeah. I had a better time probably than you did, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, that's true. No, uh, I had a good time because of my family. Okay. So that I would do want to say that. That it okay. was it's always great going out with my family. All right, that's something. Yeah. I was not by with my family, I was alone. You should have gone I, a different day, I, buddy. I this, no, I, I couldn't. I knew that I, I had to it was it was Sunday morning, first showing or nothing. That's 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 I, kinda that's a tough rule, but I had to carve that time out. Yeah. So I had to do it though. Do you want spoil? You want to? You want spoilers? I don't know if people want spoilers. Can I say I'm gonna do? Okay, look. How, how long do you think I'll take it to talk about? This it? This is a ten minute rant. Okay, so right now Mike is gonna talk about the latest Rambo. If you don't want to hear spoilers about the latest Rambo, fast forward fifteen minutes. Hey, look. If there's any, con keeps going. If there's any consolation, it's gonna be on DVD in a week, and you'll be able to get it. Okay. If you want. So to. starting right now, fast forward fifteen minutes. I'll make sure that we're done talking about it in 15 minutes. Okay. Check the time. All right. All right. So. <clears throat> I, I don't want any spoilers. So I'm going to leave. Oh, you don't no, want I'm just joking. <laughs> I told you. I told you when I got out six out of 10. That's. And I told that to Blaze. And Blaze is like, yeah. I'm really surprised. I can't yeah. wait to hear what, what it is. My, my score has changed since then. Really? Yeah. Has it dropped? Yeah. Oh, snap. Since I've. Since it's been rattling around up in I'm my head. I'm going to while. So, You're talking so, about this. So when I. When I saw it. Oh, I, peanut butter I was there. kind of entertained yeah as it was happening i was just like okay i'm going through the movie here and there were some parts where i said oh that's rambo mm. oh mm -hmm. there he is mm -hmm. and then they were fleeting moments and they were mm -hmm. gone um the movie is crap 
Whoa. Yeah, I'm going to say that. It's and it and it pains me to say that cuz I oh, I really man. am a fan of the franchise and I thought the last movie was a nice cap and it really mm-hmm. should have been the end. That's what I said to Blaze. Uh, unless they had something to say or something mm-hmm. else to do. Now it's been 11 years. No it's way crazy. no way this should have taken 11 years to get done. The premise is the most basic action movie plot that you can think of this doesn't even have to be rambo it was just plugged in so it's not it's like you had all this there's all this talk about well we're trying to get the script right and we're trying to no this was written by a 16 year old kid oh man it, so, um, can i not, guess the plot from yeah the yeah go ahead he has a niece or something mm-hmm. you're right so far um she gets in with the wrong crowd kind of yeah they kidnap her take her yeah do some mean stuff to her yeah rambo gets revenge on him yeah, that's basically that's it. it. That's, that's it. Plot. That's, that's the plot. Yep, that's what it seemed like. Okay, so I was hoping. Here's what I hoped. This is gonna be like Unforgiven. Yeah. Rambo is back home, but he's brooding, and he doesn't really know how to. You know, he's not. And they kind of hint at that a little bit, but all the time. This is an hour and a half movie. I've seen there are better developed stories in twenty minute Batman animated. Series shows. Yeah. You have an hour and a half to play with. You can do a lot better. They spent all their time in all the wrong places. Mm. Lots of club scenes. Lots of... So he's got this niece. He's... She's... She's texting all the time. And... and, Texting. uh, So... But Rambo's on the ranch. What are you doing? You texting again? You got... Okay, yeah. You got a... Okay, Stallone is Stallone. Yeah. But I always thought that he did a good job of... When he's Rocky... He is being Rocky, and when he's Rambo, it is mm-hmm. a different character. Yeah, yeah. I felt like he was playing Rocky in this. Oh, man. And, except for when he was swearing at people. Uh, and uh, so he, uh, <laughs> so he, so he, he's on the, he's on the farm. This is rough, man. And he's, you haven't even heard it. He's, uh, he's on the farm, and it shows him he's going down through all these tunnels. He's dug this series of all these tunnels underneath the farm. Was he a gopher? And he's checking out the structures and make sure everything's stable. So you get the the picture that he's got all these interconnected tunnels underneath. He also has his forge down there, and he's forging knives and stuff down in this in that in this tunnel. And his niece. Why is he making the tunnels? Well, they address that, and by saying I can't remember if he says it or she says it. Well, here's what happened. He. She says she's going to have a party at her friend's house, and he doesn't want her to go there because it's dangerous. People are dangerous. There's no tunnels there. People are dangerous out in the world. Yeah. And she says, "Well, please, I would like to do it." And and, he, and he's to he, get to he, keep to keep her from from going out into the world. Yeah. He says, well, "Won't you bring your friends down into the tunnels? You can have your party in the tunnels." And she says, "What?" And she says. Uncle John, you don't let anybody in the tunnels. He goes, oh, it's okay. It's for my niece. And, and I'm like, wait a second. You, this seems what? like a bad idea. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> he's, he, first of all, he's seen the movie Holes too many times. Yeah. He, he loves the movie Holes. He loves the movie Holes. Oh, Holes. Dig Holes. Ooh. Yeah, he's a big of totals. <laughs> yeah. This is even Stevens. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. who would want to have a party in the tunnels anyway? Well, it's kind of a cool setup okay. because – you know, they're, you can walk in them. Neat. It's a neat thing. <laughs> That's as a teenager. But I would have loved to have parties in the tunnels. You would have. But for John Rambo, haven't you been through enough? You're going to invite some weird people into your, in your tunnels, into your special in tunnels, your sacred tunnels. And the the aunt who's living there says, "Oh, you don't even let me in the tunnels. 
And he's like, all right, you don't need, you have no business going down there. And then, so I'm like, okay, this is going to go bad. Wow. So they have the party in the tunnel. This boy kind of makes a move on her. And she goes, no, I'm not ready yet. And then, well, party's over and they all leave and nothing happens. So they did have a party in the tunnel. They did have a party in the tunnel. But that was it. Nothing came of it. And at the end of the party, the girl's like, I got a text from my friend and I'm, she's found my father in Mexico and I, I have to meet my father. And he's like, I don't want you to go. Take the tunnel. I don't want you to go to Mexico. It's dangerous down there. And she's like, but I have to go. And he's like, did you enjoy the party? And she's like, yeah, my what? friends are like, we're, it wasn't quite in that order. But okay. after <laughs> He's trying to change the subject the best he can. After the party's over, (laughs) he asks something about the tunnels or what'd you tell him? And she's like, just say you're a crazy old man who likes to dig tunnels. And so it's it's like the whole party was set a setup just so he could ask what they thought of tunnels so they could explain while he's digging the tunnels, which is not an explanation at all. Whoa. It's just to say that he's a crazy old. He's a crazy Whoa. old. He's a crazy old vet. And he's just digging tunnels. He's okay, digs tunnels. He likes it. Never mind the fact that he's a Vietnam vet. Yeah. Where the Viet Cong were digging tunnels under there, and why the hell would you want to? Re- That's okay. That's not a swear. <laughs> why would you want to go back and revisit that part of your life? You've had PTSD. Yeah. He actually is in the tunnels and has a flashback of Vietnam while he's in the tunnels. Did yeah yeah. Yeah, you're recreating the thing that you went through. Yeah. So for no reason, he's got these tunnels under there. Okay, so that happens. So she goes down to Mexico. Wow. With this stupid friend that she had who's found her dad. Okay. The friend's real annoying. They go to a club. She gets taken at a club. Okay, so lo and behold, you already know that her friend is the one who sold her out to Mm -hmm. these people at this club. And they've got a sex trafficking thing. Okay. It's just like taken. It's like taken. Yeah. Um, so he goes down after her and he goes to her father's house first and he's like, I should have broke your neck. You were and he, and, and nothing happens to her. Oh, the girl does go down before she goes to the club. She meets her father. Okay. And he's, and he says, I didn't expect to see you. And she says something and he goes, I never wanted you around or your mother and you're, <laughs> And, and he just gets real mean all of a sudden and tells her how she's a piece of crap and he never wanted her in her life. Okay. So then she goes to the club and gets taken. So John Rambo goes down, visits her dad to see if he knows where she is. Um, he, he tells him he should have broken his neck. So he doesn't know where she is, he is. So she goes, he goes to the friend's house. He makes her take him to the club. He gets some, he stalks some guys in a club. Okay. And, and there's a, a lady there who's a reporter, she's a journalist, and she notices that he's stalking her. It's the news lady. Yes. And and she had a sister that was taken to the sex trafficking ring, okay. too. That's why she's oh, investigating okay. these people. So later, he's he he gets these guys in the parking lot. He stabs one in the chest with the... He's got a, like a spike on the bottom of his knife, and he gets him in the chest to make a hole right by his clavicle, and he sticks his thumb in there and pulls his clavicle out and is breaking it, and they show it real close up, and this bone is like popping out, and he's pulling it out, and they linger on it for a long time, and you're like, uh, it's kind of gross. I mean, yeah. I know Rambo's violent, yeah. but it was like, this is, Extra. This, is what you're, you're, this is what you wanted to do this for, so you could yeah. show these things... He gets some information. The 
he go, he follows them there in this these this cartel, this drug cartel who's doing the sex trafficking. It's two brothers at the head of it, and they beat the crap out of him. And the only reason this journal lady journalist lady is there is so she can find him and take her back to her apartment and heal him there. But it's a very brief stint that he's there, so there's no point of her being there. Yeah. She 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 drives him around a couple times. Oh my gosh! He comes. He comes after he heals up. He comes back home and sets up all these booby traps. It's a home alone. Home alone. It's my house. I have to. Th- yes, and and that really is the only reason to have these tunnels. Yeah, that's is, the whole point is of the tunnel. just so that if he needs to lure a Mexican drug cartel back to Arizona he to his ranch, up, uh, he can traps. set up the booby traps and booty traps. I look. They did this in Skyfall, and I hated it then. And look. Home Alone was the movie to set up a bunch of traps around your household yeah. in a montage. Yeah. And there's no way to do it. I'm convinced there's no way to do it now. Yeah. And no, I don't care what the movie is. I don't care how serious it is. As soon as you start playing that music and you're setting up all the it's things. It's Home Alone. It's Home Alone. You're in Home Alone zone. And that's what it felt like. Yeah. So he goes and he sets up the traps. Then he goes back to Mexico. Has the journalist. He says, I need your help. I need you to help me get to the place. And and I guess she just takes him there or something. I, she's, her role is not... Okay, so he left Mexico, went back and set up the traps, yeah. then went back to Mexico. Yeah, went back to Mexico to... Um, to um, okay, she's been trafficked by now. Yeah, she has gone. been. She has been. And, well, he goes... No, wait, I'm sorry. He goes back and gets her. He gets her. He goes okay. to the place of the brothel, I guess, and he gets her. On the way back, she dies in the car. Oh, okay. And he's, he's talking to her. He's like, oh, she died. And then and so he goes back. He sets up his booby traps. He goes back to get the journalist lady. And I, I can't remember. She just kind of like her sister was taken by this thing. And so you think maybe at least there's going to be to get the sister. Yeah. Well, no, you never find her sister. There's no what in the world. There's no write-up about this in a newspaper. There's no she just kind of serves her purpose to 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 drive him around which you could have avoided anyway. You could yeah. have avoided all you could have avoided him getting hurt and going oh, back to her apartment. Hey. You could have avoided all this stuff. Oh man. So she just kind of fades into disappears because now it's revenge time for Rambo. They show the the cartel talking amongst themselves they're plotting for something they got his license who is this john rambo and we're gonna go get him yeah and in the background you see the girls his niece's father is standing there with the cartel and he's got a drug a gun on his hip and you're like okay so her father is involved in this and he might have been involved in selling her out and john rambo is gonna have his revenge that guy is gonna get it yeah he's the worst kind he sold out his daughter yeah he's the worst kind you never see him again. Oh no! There's, there's no. There's no. Oh, no! There's no recompense. There's no just oh, desserts for this man. fellow. He's just in there just because. I don't know. Maybe they need. We're short on extras, and they needed somebody. Yeah. So they finally go back to. They finally go back to his. Um, you got three minutes. Oh my gosh! They go back yeah. to. They go back to the, to the ranch. They go through all the booby traps, and it's just utter mayhem oh. to the point of not. It's not even satisfying because you don't know who any of these people are, and a lot of people get killed in a lot of ways. He's he's killing people with hammers. He's people are getting stuck with pitchforks. He's get he's just mm. mass. It's mass slaughter. And 
uh, the main guy at the end, he, oh, he turns on, he puts on a cassette player hooked up to a stereo system in the tunnels for a while. It's playing, um, a classic, uh, like a, a rock tune from the seventies. Okay. I guess just to disorient them or something, but later he turns off the, uh, <laughs> The, the, the lights, the light, the, the music goes off and the lights go out. And I'm like, couldn't you just turn the lights out? Do you have, why did, why the rock? Music? It's all in one breaker. It just felt, yeah, it was like, <laughs> what are you doing? I only got one extension cord. I plugged it. <laughs> so he, <laughs> so it takes a lot to get electricity down here. So he, so he goes down. Oh, earlier in the movie, he's making her a letter opener. Uh, it's a knife. It's a letter opener. She's like, I'm sorry to tell you, but people don't write letters anymore. And so you think he's going to use the letter opener kill to kill somebody big time. Yeah. Well, he does. It gets wasted on some no name, whatever. Oh, so, man. So all these people die. He, 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 the last guy. You got one minute. He keeps, he keeps <laughs> rambling. He keeps rambling through this movie with these nonsensical pieces of emotion. He keeps saying, I want them to hurt. I want them to feel my pain, what I feel. And at the end, he shoots a guy with arrows stuck to the wall of the, the barn. Tunnels. Oh. Of the barn. He's up okay. in the barn now. And he, he walks up to him. He stabs his knife in his chest, and he cuts. He just works his way all the way down, opening up his whole body, reaches in his chest, and pulls out his heart. Fatality. And yeah. And he goes, <laughs> this, Finish him. this is what it feels like. And then he to- Oh, no. And then he tosses the heart away. He goes up to the porch, sits on the porch. He's been shot at this point, and you think he's maybe he's going to die. He sits on the porch, and there's a voiceover saying some nonsense BS that he just – it sounded like he just came up with it on the moment. It's like spur of the moment. He's like, I have been through a lot in my life, and I'm going to – my family, I'm going to fight <laughs> for the memories to live on forever. What? And that's it. And then it, 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 And then the movie's over. As it pans out, he's sitting on the porch. How are you fighting for their memories to be kept alive? Yeah. They're they're in his head. The memories are. They're all dead. So he's fighting to stay alive. Nobody nobody knows them but you. Wow. You have this secret place. You have this tunnel. It It was such a mess. Oh, man. That's disappointing. That's really disappointing coming now, off of the last one. Now, it wasn't it wasn't so much his age. I mean, people said they were worried because he's old. Yeah. It wasn't so much the age, but it 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 was so bad. It was so poor. Poorly thought out. David Morrell, the author of First Blood and the subsequent um, tie-in novels, movie tie-in novels, said that he was embarrassed to have his name associated I'll with bet. it. I mean, it was just it was it only existed for a bloodlust and it there wasn't any heart in it. There was no. There was. You saw it at the end. That's what I thought. That's what I thought afterwards. I said, Stallone usually gets a heart in there, and that's how he did it this time. And it's it's a literal heart, and it sucked. Yeah, it just it was it. It just wasn't any good. I just don't even know. I didn't recognize the director's name. It's some German guy. I wish he would have just. He should have just left it. Called it a day. He should have left it. And there was a way to do it. There was a way to do a good, a good movie. Well, and for a while they were talking about him versus like a monster. Yeah, they had. Uh, I would have rather seen that. I would have rather seen that. Than what where, you're describing. Yeah, some sci-fi, some some government experiment gets yeah. loose, and they have to call out. You know, the he's best on Rambo's farm. The best track, the best tracker yeah. in the area, and he's the only one. He's off the books. Oh, that's rough, dude. It was rough. There was no. There was just no meat to it. Yeah. It was like. 
spent Dude, a lot. Sad. Spent a lot of time in the clubs. A lot of time with this girl. Talking to her, talking to her stupid friend. Him talking to her stupid friend. Oh, I don't know where she went. I had to go to the club, and please don't take me. Oh, yeah, you know, just oh, like every it was just like annoying, like a lot of annoying stuff. What did it get on? Uh, what did it get for reviews? Not, Dude. not good. I'm gonna check. It's it mostly not. I think when I looked on Sunday, um, critics, it was like 26 percent, and for oh, fans, yeah. it was 70, 70 yeah, something it's, percent. It's officially rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that's yeah. ma- means anything nowadays. Well. When I looked at some critics' uh, reviews, they were saying things like "this xenophobic," um, you know, and all that, that stuff. And I just that thought, sort of lame. ah, you know what? You just sold me an extra ticket for Rambo. Yeah, because I know Stallone is not a xenophobe. Yeah, I know that those accusations are usually not grounded on anything. Just like in Jurassic World, accusations of misogynist yeah. uh, filmmaking were not there so um wow that's really sad that's but but it was crap and um hmm. it makes me sad to say that but you know it's the reality of it all right well uh it was crap that's that's a bummer that's that that was crap what can you do um i was just about to talk to you about another movie oh uh have you seen anything about this movie the fanatic no starring john travolta no so this was directed by fred durst Okay. Of Limp Biz Kid yeah, fame. Okay. Um, and uh, it made. I want to see what, how much money it made opening weekend. Let's see. Uh, Please let it be like eighteen dollars. It, it's really low, <laughs> man. Um, but I want to see it because it looks totally off the wall. Travolta plays this this fanatic who has um, uh, moose. Moose is a rabid movie fan who's obsessed with his favorite celebrity action hero, Hunter Dunbar, played by, um, what's his name? Uh, Devin Sawa, I think it is. Okay. Uh, where's this box office? And he has some kind of disability, Moose does. And Travolta really plays it up. It made $3,000 its opening weekend. Wow. $3,000. Well, Fred Durst is not to be directing movies, probably. No, not at all. Wow. There was another movie, though, that I was going to talk to you about that I went to IMDb. Went, you know? Oh, that's what it was. Jurassic World. Oh. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, well, all three of the original? All three of the original cast back yeah, for... Yeah, back. I, I guess it's, like, confirmed now. Okay. I'm and not surprised And they're key roles. Okay. They're not just... I, hopefully not just cameos. Okay. They They did say it's key roles. I've been burnt before. I've been burnt before as well. They also came back for Jurassic Park 3. And Lost World. So. Yeah. So. I'm... I'd like to see them. I If it's... You know, if, Frank, do something with them, though. Please do. Don't just the cameo where they talk. You know what? Have them come back and take over basically the whole thing. Yeah. And have Chris Pratt kind of be a cameo where he's, he's a cameo passing on. I mean, you got to switch it up somehow. I he's going to pass on the torch to the guys he got the torch from. That's right. <laughs> it's a relay race. Right. And they're each taking turns. That with could it. be okay. That's exciting. Um, you know, I don't know how a movie like The Fanatic would actually make any money. I, I mean, either. when I saw Rambo, there were probably five or six trailers. Yeah. Of big movies, and half of those aren't going to do yeah. all that good. And they all looked pretty good, the ones I saw. Um, Ad Astra looks pretty good. I've I sh- heard that. I should have seen it. pretty good. should have seen that instead, but I had, had a responsibility. Yeah. Um, 1917's a movie. Uh, that came out a long time ago. That came out yeah, it's pretty old. There aren't too yeah. many World World War One movies out, oh, and this yeah. is a World War One movie. Is that the one where the, it's like uh, Peter Jackson or somebody did? I think so. Uh, no, that was a documentary that he 
he took old he took old footage like colorized colorized it and edited it yeah yeah i still haven't seen that yeah that looked pretty cool that looked pretty cool um I want to talk to you about so there's a lot something that's happening a lot lately is the movies old movies coming back to theaters like yeah. Aliens coming back soon. I miss Lawrence of Arabia. Ghostbusters is coming back again in October, um, and there was another one that I think Blaze was talking about. Oh, um, Star Trek: The Motion Picture came back. Okay, just recently. Is there any movies that haven't come back yet that you would like to see in the theater again? Hmm. I'd like to see Mad Max. Maybe that's a good one. I, I'm saying the first one, the second one too. Yeah, but the first one doesn't doesn't really get much play. That would be really cool. Like that's, that. that's neat. That's a neat idea. Um, Lawrence of Arabia is one I just said I missed it. I really wanted to see it. It just it's yeah. a three and a half hour movie or something. I just didn't. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I, when I when I thought about this question, I, I was running through all the movies that I would love to have on a big screen and have that big screen experience again, yeah. or for the first time, and. It's hit most of the ones I want. Like, I was going through... Yeah. I didn't think about that one. Mad Max is good. I've seen Back to the Future again. I've seen Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Batman. I haven't had a chance to see the original Superman. I think... That, even though it's been back, I haven't had a chance to actually see it. That'd be cool. I've missed every opportunity where it's it's been playing. Um, did, that would be a big one for me. We did see Raiders. Raiders? Yeah, I saw Raiders. Saw, yeah, yeah, I think I went... I think we did. Yeah, we did. Scene. We both did. So um, that, would, that would be on my list. If but you've already done it. But I did it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie that has... The scope, yeah. Where you yeah, want I, that big? I would experience. like to see the Great Escape. I think that'd be cool. Just that's a good one. And they may have done that, but I I think I missed it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would have to be something that had like a like a large scale that makes it that would make me appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, can't think of. Can't think of anything. Yeah, the last Starfighter would be fun. Back on the big screen again. Okay. That would be. I, I never saw that one in the theater, and that would be a cool one to see in the theater. Tron would be one. That'd be Tron fun would to be see pretty in the neat. Theater. That'd be pretty. That'd be neat. a cool theater experience that I don't think I'd. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember ever having a chance to see it. Yeah. Or that I knew about one and I missed it. So that would be a cool one to have back. Those Tron figures were out. Those are pretty neat. Yeah, you saw them at Walgreens. Yeah. Walgreens so, has them. Yeah, Walgreens mm-hmm. has exclusive versions. Okay. Um, they're without the recognizer, like the ones at comic shops with a build a recognizer. And the Flynn that's at comic shops will be in red. Okay. The one at Walgreens is in blue. Yeah. They're cool, though. They're pretty neat. Mac got them. Okay. They're neat, man. Those are cool figures. Um, you have anything else? Because there's one more thing I want to talk about, too. Uh, let's do that. Okay. So a buddy of mine, Cincy Nerd, he, uh, he found, and this doesn't happen that often anymore, he went into um, uh, GameStop. And he found a new Marvel Legend that nobody knew was coming out. Like, it was one of those things where they didn't show it at a show. They didn't release publicity photos of it. They didn't do anything. It was just there. And he posted a picture and said, look what I just found at GameStop. I had no idea this figure was coming out. This is cool. It's a War Machine repainted as Punisher, where Punisher had the oh, armor. Yeah. So it's a Punisher War Machine. And so the way things are nowadays, and I'm, I was putting myself in this kind of mindset where... It's the overwhelming immediate reactions it felt like were photoshopped. That's a custom. You're lying. Not true. Impossible. So many of those reactions Impossible. to this guy that posted this picture to the point where he had to then post another picture of the card back. Still people were not believing it. Then he had to post a picture of the receipt to make people believe it. 
And I know that there are some, a little bit of that. There's very few yeah, of, there's, of those people that do those type of things. Yeah. But the overwhelming majority, when Sony posts something that I've seen, it's been legit. But the immediate reaction is just because it's so unheard of that a figure would make it to a store and nobody would know anything about it. That it's so unheard of that their immediate reaction is, you're a liar. That there's, that's, it can't possibly be true. Um, but yet when we grew up, that's exactly how it always happened. Yeah. It felt like the majority of the time you'd walk into a store and that was the first time you'd heard about something. Was oh, yeah. saw it on the shelf. Oh, yeah. You know, where you went in and you saw it for the first time, there it was. And I miss those times. I miss that experience. I really miss that experience. And so, are there any, like, I know it's like, doing a top five off the top of your head is, is crazy. But are there any that really stand out to you? That you walked in the store and that was your first experience uh, seeing that? Yeah. That really stand out to you? Yeah. I One is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Okay. There was a whole end cap devoted to Johnny's, it. maybe? Johnny's had that full end cap. I remember it that. It wasn't Johnny's, I don't think. Of course, my memory could be wrong. Yeah. I th- think it was a department store okay. or a Toys R Us. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first time you'd seen That was the first time no I'd seen them. And it was... A different time, man. No that, internet, I no, think, no magazines, I really. think that is why I have such an affinity for that it line really is just out. because of... It was like, oh, it's... a. F- you know, forest guys and, and they have bows and arrows and there's castles. It was like, yeah. I didn't know this happening. Um, hmm. There's, there's a number, uh, there's probably some individual figures that are like, I'm like, yeah, oh, the, su- the surprise, like that. a wave yeah. where, so there were things that we would get, we get commercials, commercials we would see. Yeah. Um, you'd have the sales ads that we'd get in the mail. Mm-hmm. That'd be a way you'd find out about toys. Um, advertisements and magazines like that first wave of toy biz x-men i think that was heavily advertised i think that one for me might have been one that i didn't know was coming oh really yeah See, I, I'm, I'm almost positive i'm trying to remember but i'm almost positive i saw the ad first because uh, that told me to start calling yeah. and looking for them because i saw the bendy they had the bendies that bendez. were out the bendes the were second wave though, beforehand the second wave of x-men for sure was they go in and was surprised by it yeah thing yeah, well, they started producing so many. Yeah, it seemed like there was always some new wave that was out. That you yeah, did. and and another thing, well, the packaging had everybody. Yeah, that you everybody could get. knew that was coming out. So once you found one, right? If you found just one, you right. knew the rest of it. You right. flipped it over and you saw what else was coming. There were a few Ninja Turtles that were like that. Yeah, surprise, surprise, because they had a whole bunch of those too that I didn't. Tiger didn't Sharks. I remember that one being a big one. That's my number one, probably. If we were doing the top five, yeah, it was Tiger Sharks. No idea it was it was coming. No commercials. And love the cartoon. Oddly, we've talked about this before, but so oddly, you and I and everybody else had the same exact experience. Yep, they were a surprise. You you passed on it the first time because and you never saw it again. You, did, you didn't have your six dollars. You didn't. You and had to, you that didn't, was you it. didn't know about it, and that was it. They were you gone. had your one shot at it. They were gone, and then it was gone. Uh, yeah, so, that's that's exactly that line. For a lot of people, it feels like yeah. it's the same story where it's I saw them one time, right? Never saw them again. Well, I remember so being a kid at that time. Um, I was less into magazines and stuff, probably very you know very early on. Yeah, uh, and you were a little bit older, so you were getting that. So I had a lot of experiences for me were going to the store, and going it was back. like you would just be amazed because they had stuff yeah. from the things you like. Uh, Willow. Was one of, even though they weren't proper figures, that was another thing where it was like, oh, they got some for Willow. Yeah. And I like that movie. I, well, that um, was a big thing too, you know, where you would get, even like you're saying with magazines. I mean, 
back then when we were growing up, we didn't really start getting like Lees and yeah. Tomarts and all that stuff into the nineties. Yeah. So like throughout the eighties, really your your only Sears catalogs was Sears catalogs. The, the, you know, Toys R Us circulars on the Sunday paper. That's how I first saw the Robin from Batman Returns, how I knew that was coming out. Yeah. That was 92. Um, and then, you know, commercials would be your, your main thing. Right. But there were so many things where you would watch a movie. Like, as a kid, you would watch this movie. Like, you'd watch The Last Starfighter. And you would have no idea if there were going to be toys. Right. No clue. Right. You would hope. You would hope. That there would be. But you'd have no inkling that if you ever went to a store, you'd ever see them. And there could be lines that would happen, and you never even saw it. Yeah. That Layers later, you'd find out they did a toy line based on this movie. But you would want that as a kid, and you'd have no way of knowing if there was anything that was related to it, right. other than just hoping. And you'd have one kid that maybe saw it sometime. and um, It's just a crazy thing to go back and think of. Because nowadays, any movie that comes out, you know six months in advance if it's going to have a toy line. It's been revealed yeah. at Toy Fair. They've shown it online. They've done this. They've done that. Um, the toy lines in the stores for months ahead of time before the movie even comes out. All these things, whereas we were living in a time if where they it's get just, it. if yeah. they even get one, if they even get one, it's a big risk. It is do. now. I mean, back then we were getting toy lines for tons of stuff, yeah. and so it was kind of rare if you saw a movie and then you didn't get a toy line, yeah. where it was like you'd start looking for it and it would never show up, and like, why didn't this movie get a toy line? Right. Every other movie gets this toy line. Why isn't this one happening? So man, it was such a different time. Yeah. From from and that really put it in perspective for me the blasting that he was kind of getting for showing this one toy that he found online and nobody believed that it could possibly happen, that, the, that it could make it to a store and nobody would know about it. Whereas we live in a time where that's everything, yeah. everything that made it to a store, nobody knew it was happening. You know, right. it was like, it was all just surprises. Right. Man, I miss those times for sure. It's really a treat when something like this does happen, when a, a, a toy makes it to a store without you knowing about it. To be surprised <laughs> in the store is something that does not happen anymore. Um, so I just thought that was, that was an interesting perspective between the two. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I wish I could get surprised a little bit more. Yeah, man. I miss those times. I only have Walmart. I only have the one Walmart that I go. I don't go out of my way to go look for toys and they don't restock there. So it's like, oh, oh, okay. You have three Star Wars figurines still. Okay. That Scooby-Doo line you sent me the picture. Oh, that's, I was surprised by that. Those are cool, man. That was a surprise. That was awesome. They have, um. The one I sent you, and then they have a Scooby with a skeleton man. It's yeah. like a really neat looking. I saw another villain. one. I saw Freddy and somebody. Six under five dollars, under six dollars for two. A good guy and a bad guy. That's a deal in a half. You can't beat it. You can't. That's three dollars a figure. You can't beat it. Yeah, those are nice, man. Those are. Yeah. Why aren't well, if they can afford to do that for six bucks? Why are these other lines like twenty bucks? That's what I want to know. You know, it doesn't uh, make any sense. Well. All right, well, if you got, is that all you got? That's what I got, man. All right. So that was it. Maybe not what you guys expected from this episode. Not what, even what we expected from you this know, episode. You know, where it's not a lot of, we're talking about all this current stuff that's been happening since we've, we're not interested in a lot of it. We're that's not. We're problem. not. You know, it's just not, the things that are happening just aren't that interesting. It's more the same stuff that's going to frustrate us or we might have to it gets old. Restructure. We might restructure. Maybe we'll start doing a... Nostalgic podcast. Maybe it'll start being more nostalgic. More stuff. nostalgic. We're gonna start throwing more. Tell us what you thought of this episode. This wasn't well. We did talk about a lot of new. We stuff. We did talk about some new stuff, but I, I felt like the reminiscing angle and the the looking at the old perspective for the new stuff was was kind of key on everything we, we talked about. Yeah, pretty much. You know. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think we should delve into the past more. Yeah. 
instead of focusing so much on the current stuff. That's yeah, happening. you guys know what our complaints are. Yeah. All right. So, I, hopefully, you guys enjoy that—the reminiscing and the memories and talking about the perspective of old versus new. That maybe we'll try and highlight a little bit more. I definitely want to do that magazine thing. That'd be cool. Look at these old articles. Yeah. And maybe look at some old like Toys R Us, you know, holiday shopper things yeah. and stuff, and just reminisce together on what's we'll, in there. We'll look at them. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it. That's it. So, see you guys next time. Well, see, well, I don't know what it'll be. Expect it in three weeks. Hold your That's breath. That's what you can expect. Hold your breath. Don't expect it weekly. Don't expect it bi-weekly. Expect it in three weeks, because that seems like what we're hitting right That's, now. 